Hello and welcome to a podcast from Quanta Training discussing an APMP topic and today we're talking about project reviews. So uh, my name is Adam Montgomery and I'm here with my colleague Tim O'Connor. Hello. Hello Tim. Right, so project reviews. So there's two assessment criteria here. We need to explain first of all the benefits of conducting reviews throughout the life cycle and there will include project evaluation reviews, gate reviews, post-project reviews, benefit reviews and audits. And then we uh, also need to outline uh, the process for sharing knowledge and lessons. So how how is it that we can actually make sure the lessons we learn are embedded? So let's start off by looking at the different types of reviews and, and how they help us. First sort of review we'll talk about is project evaluation review. Not really words you actually sort of hear outside of APM. That, that was a cue for you. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was like a question. My voice went up. I don't know. Yeah, so project evaluation review um, is... Um, it was informal. like a question, I realised I said... Um, an informal review um, that is triggered by the receipt of a progress report from the project manager. So the steering group who receive that report don't have to necessarily even meet. So this really can just be them just reading their email separately. The benefit of this is that rather than necessarily waiting until a more formal review such as a gate review, they can, at a frequency that they determine, see how the project is being run. Yeah, so if, if there are problems and, and issues, uh, not to distinguish at this stage what they are, but if, if things are going a bit awry, hmm. they can be spotted. Yeah, and so they, they can determine the, the, um, the format and content of the reports that they're going to be reviewing. So as well as um, reports on how time and cost and the delivery scope are going. There also could be graphical elements in there, such as milestone charts and um, S-curves, kind of things that we'll see in the course. And that can give them confidence that the project is being run satisfactory and they themselves don't have to necessarily call for an audit. Um, so an audit is a second type of review, um, and it may well be triggered by suspected non-compliance. Ooh. So maybe the project manager and others aren't necessarily following the processes that they're supposed to. I imagine sort of alarms get suspected non-compliance in the project's office. I could could see that. um, I can't imagine how good it was for you. Um, So, yeah, so an audit is characterised as being independent. So somebody um, outside of the project management team should conduct it. So, as I said, it could occur at any time in the project, so maybe triggered by um, some kind of suspicion that things aren't going too well, or it might just be a normal part of the gate review process and the process at the end of the project. So in the public sector, um, you can have formal, um, what are termed OGC, gateway reviews. In the private sector, um, independent auditors like KPMG and others may carry out this audit. There's another review, which is a peer review. And as the name suggests, um, fairly common review, really. A colleague of uh, an equal degree of competence would have a look at something that has been produced before it is formally submitted. Much like uh, the academic world. Yeah. Uh, And a benefit of that is that you can identify problems quite early on um, so they don't become ingrained and so it can be relatively inexpensive to fix those problems when they're identified quite early as you, opposed you to get the benefit the of, of an the equally qualified spare pair of eyes really yeah and that gives it a certain degree of, uh, of legitimacy absolutely so okay what are, what are the big reviews the big ones that happen at the end of every stage uh, or phase Tim the big reviews or do you want me to talk about this <laughs> We call them gate reviews, I believe. So with the gate review, um, as Adam said, this is a big review. So this is a formal review. So it's classed as being a go or no-go decision. So key documentation should be updated in preparation for this review. So documents such as the contents of the PMP, the business case certainly. And so the steering group should feel well equipped then 
in order to make a decision as to whether or not the project should continue. And if they're confident that it should, they then allocate resources to the next project. If they feel that it shouldn't, then it may well trigger for the next closure. phase. Yeah. 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 Yeah, sorry, the next, uh, next phase or stage. So the gate review is something that is going to be quite formal. And as the term gate suggests, the reason that they've chosen this uh, this analogy is that it remains closed until there's a means of persuasion to open it. And that means... Persu- <laughs> is that how you open gates? <laughs> By means of persuasion? Usually, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Come some, on, gate. Some people call them keys, uh, <laughs> but um, I, I prefer means of persuasion. Um, I think I saw it on a, an old episode of Magnum. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, so if the business case isn't compelling then that's an argument that the project shouldn't continue. Good. Two more types of reviews. Uh, we have something called a post-project review. Can I do this one? Please. Yeah, okay. So this is, as the Latin scholars out there will be only too familiar, post meaning after, after the project. So it actually takes place in the final phase, project life cycle, but it's basically looking back at how you've performed in the project so the project activities have essentially been completed anyway so a post-project review that is um, a review takes place in the final phase of the life cycle and it looks back at how you've performed uh, and from that of course you'll you'll derive your lessons learned the final type of review we're going to actually talk about here today is the benefits review benefits review uh, takes place in operations benefits realization review and it's a review and i can refer you to the benefits podcast um for further information but it's essentially it's a review of whether or not we've achieved the expected benefits of the project so the responsibility of the the sponsor here uh, not that of the project manager and certainly not part of the project life cycle but of course something that we always need to be keeping in mind because uh, ultimately it's going to uh, determine how how successful our projects viewed or not so there are different types of reviews um the other learning outcome here um, and Tim's now sat back at his seat. Uh, the other learning outcome here. <laughs> it's quite surprised to see find you still talking. <laughs> <laughs> I nearly stopped. Uh, the other um, learning outcome here is to to understand how we can uh, share and embed uh, lessons as part of the sort of process that we go through. So, do you want to just talk through some of the uh, the things we should bear in mind when uh, learning our lessons, Tim? Yeah. So, with um, with lessons, it's something that should be embedded as part of the project and its life cycle. Um, so rather than people just paying lip service to it and it can be done so um, just by making sure it's part of the process and also part of the project's documents so as early as concept um, as soon as the significant roles are appointed to the project there should be an effort made to look around and capture lessons from previous similar projects or lessons that relate to the organization organization as a whole so relating to people's competencies and enthusiasms to carry out the tasks there also ought to be at the um, the gate review that's a suitable juncture when um, lessons should be identified and attempts should be made to incorporate them in preparation for the next stage there should be a lessons heading so something like lessons incorporated in all reports and plans Um, so one of the source books for the APM body of knowledge is the PRINCE2 guide and within PRINCE2 there's in one of the appendices a set of documentation and so the document that relates to a plan has as one of its headings lessons incorporated and simply by making that heading present in a plan it at least invites people to think in terms of whether or not there should be lessons incorporated at this point if it was absent they wouldn't do so so a simple way of embedding it the project office can have as one of their primary functions the responsibility to disseminate lessons within and between projects um, so they could be lessons relating to estimates, relating to time, time cost, etc., uh, assumptions, dependencies, those sorts of things. 
and then finally um, at the end of the project in handover and closure when it comes time to archive then there should be um, efforts made to make the lessons discoverable by others at some point in the future so <laughs> discoverable <laughs> oh, Go on a, lesson. Oh, where, where are you going there. i'm off on a little expedition to hunt some lessons down uh, a little stick and tied handkerchief over your shoulder but there's not much point in just archiving things and just filing them away on a server somewhere if then people can't easily find them in the future yeah. so maybe associating keywords or having a sensible file and folder structure so not particularly glamorous stuff but if handover and closure not generally <laughs> uh, but if handover and closure generally is handled properly then it can save an awful lot of time and awful lot of money in the future so successes can be repeated and failures hopefully can be avoided Yes, because you definitely get the thing with some organisations that, that they, they talk about learning lessons and writing lessons reports and everything, but, but it distinctly feels like they're, they're being, project managers are sort of forced to compile these lessons reports, but never no one ever looks at them again. And, and I think this is all about making sure that, that we actually learn from our lessons and don't just write them out because someone's told us to. Right. Well, thank you very much, Tim. Thank you, Adam. Bye.